Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Ryan Day said it's not that his quarterback is bad, it's this damn new clock rule. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the president of the Fuck Art Bryles and Fuck Mel Tucker fan club. Fuck Jeff Lebby, too, while we're at it. And with me, as always, is AJ. Matt Rule has never disrespected an opponent, Marchese. No, rule, rule rules respect, baby. Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who fought, taught, and bought during week two of college football. Let's do Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a... Bryce Young, who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Mountain Dew Voodoo. Feel the dew in the voo. Mountain Dew Voodoo, the drink of all the monsters, the ghouls, and the ghosts. Could be your drink too. For the small fee of three fifty at most convenience stores? Yeah, convenience stores. Is that where people buy their Mountain Dew? Voodoo? Look, if you get Mountain Dew somewhere, the store's convenient. You know what I mean? What flavor is Voodoo? Mystery flavor? Don't you? You have a can of Voodoo, don't you? Yeah. I don't have... No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. You're right, I do. Yeah, you do. You we got... said do way too much. <laughs> <sighs> College football week two. Superlatives. No coaches fired yet. No declarations from the NFL draft. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. late. We're late on those. Eh? I'm surprised. What? I'm surprised we haven't had a declaration yet. We have one? Like, I, I was looking at the notes from, like, I don't know, week seven last year for some reason. And we had a declaration that week, and I've never heard of it. It was an yeah. Oklahoma State defensive lineman. I've never heard I, of it. So. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> can, can you get a prop bet on who declares first? That'd be a good prop. That'd be a good anyway. one. Anyway. Go on. You know who's going to be declaring in 2026? Who, Rob? My best freshman of the week, Zachariah Branch it's, of USC. It's mine, too. Yeah, I feel like we didn't give him enough props because of his week zero performance mm-hmm. because we weren't focused on this quite yet. And now that we get to watch him uh, Pac-12 after dark, Stanford-USC, the last time they'll play in Pac-12 after dark, mm-hmm. um, we can give him his due... He had a 75-yard punt return touchdown where he just looks so dynamic. He's like seeing that type of instant explosiveness from a true freshman at a top-ten program and like 
Lincoln Riley not afraid to use him. I, I it's been so fun. It's been a ton of fun. Yeah, he's he's, he's de- he was my best freshman and my favorite freshman so far. I think this uh, this season. Uh, the broadcast was calling him Devin Hester already. You know what I mean? That was sick. I think he's like approaching that territory where like you're better off avoiding kicking to him. Like three weeks into his collegiate career, you're just better off. Um, I saw that. God, yeah. People people are saying that he already reminds them of Reggie Bush as well. I remember his. Uh, I love. You know, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I think we both are the two four seven. How it like gives a little blurb about like the yeah. player comp and the projector. I think it was Tyreek Hill his comp and it was a first round grade if I remember correctly. I'm opening it as we speak, and you nailed it. Both from uh, Mountain Mountain Region recruiting analyst Blair Angola. Big fan of Blair. Um, um, I thought you were I, say Mountain Dew, kill, by the way. Yeah, I would kill to be the guy who gets to write those. That's like a dream job. We're just doing high school comps. Yeah, <laughs> I think we could transition to that. No, we'll get there. We'll we'll contact two four seven after the show. Yeah, that's the next step for us. Um, I just gave that to Branch on his own. Do you have any, any other freshmen you want to mention? He deserves it. Uh, yeah, sure. How about Anthony Hill at Texas? Seven two sacks. The the linebacker had a hell of a game. And how about in a losing effort? I'll shout out one more. Cameron Lenhart, the Nebraska defense front looked pretty decent. Uh, he looked pretty good. A couple sacks for him, too. Uh, just a couple guys to, to watch out. A lot of Texas talk, I feel like, for today. Texas talk. Yeah, well, freaking. If you thought week two was bad, look ahead to week three. Yeah. I don't even know what, what games are we going to mainly be talking about next week. Georgia and South Carolina, probably. But, like, the, the dogs haven't been great. So, hey, maybe that gives us more reason to talk about them. So. Uh, Boston College, Florida State. Penn State, Illinois. Florida and Tennessee, both teams haven't looked great Should either. Just read this whole schedule out. Michigan and Alabama. Bullard. Alabama's playing its third non-conference road, true road game. Uh, in Nick Saban's tenure, and it's against South Florida. That's a sick. That's a sick one. Anyway, let's get to best sophomore. We'll every week we'll just talk about Travis Hunter for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, once again against Nebraska, three catches, 73 yards, broke up a pass, played a million snaps. Just I I don't even know. I don't understand it. I don't know how you even project what position he'll play at the next level because he's so good at both. I think we talked about it a bit. I think he's a better receiver right now because it's an easier position to play. Uh, but ultimately, he'll be playing corner in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah, he's a freak. I don't know. <laughs> like, it really is. What else can you say? I wasn't even going to mention him because it's like we can just talk about him so much. Um yeah, that's going to be such a fun evaluation next year. That's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, Two years. No, you're right. Next year, I'm mixing it up. Yeah, the, the I feel like the discourse might get annoying, like it always does draft-wise about some prospects. But it's going to be he ha- played too many snaps in college. His body won't hold up in the NFL. <laughs> that, you, you, how, how long before we get did one I of those create, takes? Did yeah. I create the narrative? Should I tweet that? I think Uncle Mel is going to hit us with one of those like next September. Hey, he moved Shadour Sanders up to his was, QB3. I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up later in the show. Yeah. Okay, we'll save it. Yeah. Uh, another sophomore I'm going to give the uh, accolade to um, is Omarion Hampton with North Carolina, who I that, the Tar Heels lose to App State without him. Drake May loses to App State without Omarion Hampton running for 234 yards and three yeah. touchdowns. Um a 220-pound running back with some big bursts, impressive contact balance. Uh, I think he was a decently big recruit, top 150. 
Uh, he looked like the. Is he the next Javante Williams? Yeah. Positive. The Tar Heels have a bunch of running backs too. They don't have any receivers because the NCAA will oh, not like ridiculous. Has play. Ridiculous. But yeah. they have a bunch of running backs. This is true. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Hey, UNC's got a tight end. I'm gonna start with the tight end, but it's not that one. How about uh, Notre Dame's Hayden Stays? The six four two forty two big boy had two touchdowns. Like well built. Uh, it had like two big plays on the same drive. One was just like down the seam. Looked like he was moving pretty good. And then they hit him on like a little outside one. Made a guy miss and just galloped into the end zone. Uh, that's a school that produces a lot of tight ends, of course. And uh, maybe he's the next one, Rob. Something to watch there. I I guarantee he's the next one. Guarantee. Baby Gronk. Uh, wh- he's the next baby Gronk. He's the next baby Gronk. You think he's gonna riz up Livy Dunn? Uh, I also put down Evan Stewart with Texas A and M. Yeah. Who at times Connor Wegman too, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other times not so much. Um, Evan Stewart, who finished with eleven catches for one hundred and forty-two yards against Miami, who has a very good secondary. Um, mm-hmm. He. Uh, he just, I don't know, it's like the body control. He's working over the middle really well. He, I believe, was a big five-star recruit. He had a big freshman year as well. Uh, he is currently on pace for, like, 1,300 yards. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, he looked damn good. I mean, AM keeps getting recruits and then still goes 8-4. Um, you know, we, we mentioned Bulldogs. I got a couple. I got a couple Bulldogs. Uh, Malachi Starks had a great game against Ball State. I know it was Ball State, but had an awesome interception. Just, like, f- you know, flipped the sideline, high-pointed it. It was great. Um, another guy to watch here for the Bulldogs, Mikai M- M- Muse, who we talked yeah. punt returner earlier. He had a 690-yard punt return. The game was 0-0. <laughs> At the end of the first quarter, Muse had, like, an instant punt return touchdown. That kind of – it felt like the chirp-chirp nation just lost their buzz after that happened. Um, but yeah, look, look pretty dynamic. Not the biggest guy, but uh, looks like maybe the next uh, <laughs> next weapon for the Bulldogs. And I, I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't mention on the other side of the field, Tanner Kozil, our our, our guy, boy. our boy, the tight ends. Um, they got him involved early when they were still in the game. He had three catches for twenty four yards, and then they kind of just went away from him. And I turned the game off. But he did not look out of place on that field. That's all I wanted to see. Big boy, he looked like he belonged. You know, moving the chains. I don't know why they don't give him the ball like once a once a down, um, or once a set of downs, I should say. And yeah, that's that's my Athens report, Rob. We'll be talking about him a lot when Maxion November kicks. Oh off. fuck yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of Maxion November, my weekday warrior goes to a guy whose brother plays in Maxion, uh, Jerzon Newton, the Illinois yeah. defensive lineman who. In a loss to Kansas, was the best player on the field. Six tackles, two sacks. The violent hands, the pass rush uh, repertoire, the quickness. Like, he just has the full package of what you want in a penetrating mm-hmm. three tech. He was, like, basically trying to carry the line eye defense yeah. against Jalen Daniels, who I gave the other week, my other weekday warrior award to just because I think a lot of people on Friday night, this was the game to watch. It was a, theoretically going to be a pretty interesting one between two teams who. We're in and out of the top 25 last year. Um, and Jalen Daniels just kind of made it a non-game by being awesome. And he's a legit NFL prospect. Absolutely. I get, I do. You, you talked about him a lot over the summer as a guy who's kind of your guy. And uh, I thought he 
he looked the part. I did the same thing. I, I thought Noon was the best player on the field. I thought Jalen Daniels was the warriorist, warriorist <laughs> player. Um, yeah, like he wasn't perfect. You know, if I had to pick, but yeah, he had a hell of a game. I still think he's so underrated. You know, doesn't have a whole lot of playmakers at Kansas. Yeah, and he's oh, just he's just sorry, sorry, Luke Grimm. Yeah, and he's just so much damn fun. And on Newton, he's also damn fun. You know, like you said, two sacks. Had that first one where he just destroyed the right guard. It made it look easy. Multiple pressures where he just couldn't get to Jalen Daniels because he's you know a damn good athlete. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. I think they're the two best players on the field. In what wasn't a fun game, but I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was it was the, kind of the perfect. I, I, let's say Friday night college football game where it's there's not a lot on the line if you got to do something on a Friday night, which we but did. If, we if did got, a podcast, so yeah. So, but if you got nothing to do, whew, that'll kill some time for you. Uh, and that's what college football is all about: killing time until we die. Uh, my best prospect uh, on offense this week goes to arguably the best prospect in the country. I'm not that's no. USC quarterback Caleb Williams. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, I know. Like, it's kind of lame that we, you know, at least we avoided. He, hey, this is Caleb Williams' third game, and it's his first offense prospect of the league. So it, we did get Also, in our defense, it was kind of a bad week. Um, he was phenomenal. Only had to play a half against Stanford uh, and just wipe the floor with them doing, like, crazy things. Like, every he, touchdown was crazy. It was special, yeah. It was special. I mean, like. Uh, as many, no, more touchdowns total than incompletions. Yeah, he uh, completed 90% of his passes, threw three touchdowns, added one on the ground. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, ugh, he was just so silly good. The touchdowns were, you know, spinning and gliding and <laughs> making guys miss and then just it, delivering well, absolute strikes. Like, Yeah, he had the, the, the one to Brendan Rice where was it was like one. just a, yeah, where it was just deep drop, um, like from one hash to the other, I don't know how many areas. He re- I told like sixty. He, he released it from his own fifteen, and Rice caught it at the Stanford twenty. Like and, and in stride, bu- in like stride. Bucket, yeah, bucket dropped yeah, it. Like yeah. it was not Rice had to slow down or anything. No. And 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 that was I think was that his f- final touchdown. I can't remember, but I one before remember. that, the one before that where um, he's he's like in the pocket, he's buying time, he's buying time, he's doing the Caleb Williams thing, scrambling, 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 points a guy uh, yeah. and hits him in the back of the end zone on the money. Like he also had that crazy sidearm throw to uh, yeah. our, our boy our boy Branch that just like picked up like four yards, but yeah. it was like just sick throw. The angle was just ridiculous. I mean, not that this is the point of it at all, but I know a lot of people. You know, the the, the is Drake May as good as Caleb Williams chatter started. So just to address that, clearly Caleb Williams has, I think, separated himself through three games, which it doesn't matter. But I just want to put that out there, Rob. Yeah, there. May May wasn't bad against App State. I just don't think he carried the team the same way Caleb Williams does every week. And not to say that should make him a better prospect, but I just Caleb Williams just has this ability that to extend plays. Yeah, it's just it's so rare, and I think in today's NFL that that trumps Drake May. Totally. Speaking I, of Donald Trump, my best offensive <laughs> prospect is Iowa quarterback Kate McNamara. <laughs> Sorry. Can I say one more thing about the, the Williams-May thing? Yeah. Not in terms of comp or even, like, projected NFL career, but, like, I think week to week through the season it's going to be a little bit like Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert kind of vibes. Where Burrow is, like, doing these ridiculous... No, two is two is the best quarterback in the league. You got to remove that. But we're like, you know, Bro had this insane, one of the greatest. 
years a quarterback's ever had in college football history and like just doing insane stuff every single week and Justin Herbert was just good you know what I mean like and yeah so I feel like not comping them at all but just saying like that kind of vibe through the season I would the the May Herbert comp is a real comp to have oh absolutely not without the without that same level of arm but yeah yeah um yeah, I don't know. I I think we're seeing the dis like weird discourse where, and you were mentioning this with how this is bound to happen with Travis Hunter one day. Um, but uh, I saw people saying, "Does Caleb Williams ever throw a touchdown from the pocket after like the the fucking six scramble one?" And then he did the one to Brendan the, Rice. It's just so. like the the best deep ball I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and and hey, may may had his moments, but it it is very um, Herbert esque at times. Where it's just like North Carolina feels like they don't realize what they have. And then when they absolutely need to win, they kind of put it in his hands and let him do it. And yeah. you saw that down the stretch against App State. But, yeah, there was times where it's just eh, boring. Um, By the way, App so State, he, UNC should play every single year. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I think Matt, Mac Brown said like he, he doesn't know why North Carolina <laughs> plays App State because it's just like not worth it. And uh, It isn't worth it for State the Tar Heels. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, so Caleb lose. was also your yeah. top offensive guy. Clearly, uh, defense I think was a, like pretty wide open. Agreed. I, I consider Newton. I end up with uh, one of my weekday warriors. I it was pretty wide open. I landed on Cam Kitchens. I landed on Cam Kitchens. Okay, cool. I went with a different safety. I think Cam Kitchens, uh, who I think is doing okay yes. after the scary yeah. at the end of the game, stretchered off. But he was incredible yeah. before that. Yeah, really scary. Obviously, like you said, stretchered off. Uh, I, yeah, I tried, tried some reports. I, the one thing, the worst part about college football is how difficult it is to get you know updates on guys. Uh, sounds like he'll be th- uh, thankfully all right. But yeah, before that, man, ooh, he was so damn good. I mean, uh, Williams is pretty good too in the back end. They're, they're hell of a duo. I think you mentioned that earlier. But like, yeah, that that interception was just was just too easy for Kinchins. You know, the receiver fell. Uh, it was right on him. He, but hey, what he did with the ball in his hands was impressive. Had it like I don't know, forty yards ish on the return. Um, almost had that like insane deep like backwards diving interception. The ball in his hands, he just couldn't come down with it. I think like on a, you know, on on a, on a night with a lot of talent, like you know, on the A and M offense and the Miami defense, he was the best player. Um, seven tackles. Felt his pre- presence in the end. Like you said, he missed what the last six or seven minutes of the game. About that. Um, yeah. Hell, of, I hope he comes back soon. I hope he, everything's good, uh, because yeah, he's he's look, he's, he was gearing up for a special season of uh, college football. Uh, I'm going with a different safety, although I think Kim Kitchens, assuming everything's good, will be the top safety in the class. I think Cole Bishop's a really <laughs> yeah. interesting, perfect timing NFL career player in terms of the versatility, the mm-hmm. army knife ability, and I thought that was like on full display against Baylor, which was a much closer game than it should have been with backup quarterbacks on both sides um but cole bishop was just an animal against the run uh, finished with two tfls just the ability to take on blocks in space make tackles in space uh he just has wild instincts fantastic take on skills obviously well built 62 yeah. uh, like 205 um and then the the interception at the end was a was a gimme but uh it it was super important and set the youths up to win stay undefeated waiting for Cam Rising to return. And it was just like he put himself in position to make the play, right? Like the mm-hmm. pass rush came down on, uh, who was it, Sawyer Robertson or something? Yes. Uh, a quarterback. And uh, just stepped in front, easy pick. I just thought, like, not a super, super flashy game, but just a good week where we didn't have a bunch of superstar defensive 
performances to highlight a guy who I think is going to be like a draft Twitter darling and be a top 100 pick and probably going like the late second, early third round and whoever gets him, everyone will be like, can't believe we let that, this team get him and it will be the New England Patriots. It's only been two weeks, so it's hard to say, you know, risers and fallers, but we do. Uh, I think Bishop's been the biggest safety riser. I think that's easy to say, right? He had a great week one against the Gators. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's damn good. And we're really well built, too, like you said. Um, speaking of shooting up the board, let's uh, let's talk Miami a little bit. They got a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think that this is a good week to highlight just a ton of quarterbacks. Was it kind is. of my takeaway. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to start with Tyler Van Dyke because I think his was the most surprising. Sorry, who? You mean Tyler Van Dyme? Yes. Who picked apart Texas A&M through for three seventy four five touchdowns, completed seventy percent of his throws, and it was just like the ball placement in the intermediate to deep, like showing off that arm talent, yeah. uh, playing like the guy we thought he might be a year ago, and I think it was kind of his announcement, and it, it just goes to show when he's protected, he can really make plays from the pocket, um, which is a lot about Texas A&M's defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, he's just kind of re-announced himself as a, a quarterback prospect to take seriously. Yeah, really hammers home how deep this class is. That like maybe he ends up a top ten quarterback in this class if he continues playing. Like this. Yeah, I mean, he's look, so injured last year. Yeah, yeah, he was. And we, we look, we talked about him in the summer, obviously, or the summer like three weeks ago, and like the 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 goods were still there. And we said he can absolutely like rise once again, right? Had a solid week one, and then what a great performance against an extremely talented defense, right? Um, five touchdowns is ridiculous. Uh, you know what's cool, too? It looks like Miami has receivers for the first time in a long time, um, which usually like that feel, feels like the, the receivers just were letting their quarterbacks down for years there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a hell of a performance, and I think he's – look, we already know like the NFL wants to love him, you know what I mean, the, the way they – I think like, I don't know if it's the, I guess the media I don't know but the way that he was talked up going into last season I like that buzz isn't the buzz can re- reignite right if it isn't already so yeah I think top 10 quarterbacks very very possible um, but it's such a good group like like I, like you said there's just a bunch of quarterbacks we can rattle off and that feels cheap a lot of years but it doesn't this year it really yeah, doesn't because I think obviously Shadur Sanders is worth mentioning yeah. again. Really nice performance against Nebraska. It started slow, but he yeah. he kind of kept it together. He had the the touchdown run at the end and did the Dion dance. But threw for three ninety two and two more scores and yeah. looked um, like the guy we saw against TCU. Which is just seeing him keep doing this is so big for a guy who who's fighting his way into that top five quarterback conversation if he's not there already. Fighting for that QB three potentially, like Mel Kiper said. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think with him, it's just like the poise, the yeah. accuracy, the processing. Like it's it all looks there. Um, I mean, I think it's tough just because it was against UNLV. But I thought JJ McCarthy was unbelievable too. Oh yeah, that was that was okay. Sorry, quickly on Sanders, if I may. That first touchdown too, great throw. Like it wasn't flashy, but like you know, just had had, had the guy in the deep over, patient, kind of held his eyes, and then just like dropped over the coverage really easy. And like you said, started kind of slow. Um, you know, I love, I think the first throw that got him into the game was that one where he was just like rolling to his left and just whipped it to Hunter on the boundary. Man, that throw was wild. Yeah. Where it was like, it was just like across the body. It was really impressive. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to bring up the Kuiper thing at later in the show. Um, just to have a little conversation about that, but yeah, no, Sanders is obviously right in that conversation and he's had an insane start to the season 
And yeah, so is Gigi McCarthy. If you want to, you want to yeah, go off, I'm your guy. I think right now, uh, and I talked about it a little last week because I thought Riley Leonard's performance against Clemson was being a little overhyped. Um, because I think we went into the season, most people had JJ McCarthy or Riley Leonard as QB three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a couple other quarterbacks in that conversation, including Shador Sanders. Um, and JJ McCarthy hasn't played like top-notch defenses by any means, but he looks like he's taken a leap yeah. as a passer. Yeah, he looks like he's learned how to not throw fastballs every time. Um, I think he's layering the ball a lot better over defenders. Yeah, uh, and again, it was UNLV, but he was just so efficient. You saw the the ability as a runner as well in that game. Uh, it, it also I, I put Roman Wilson for shooting the ball too because he keeps. He, he's kind of taken the reins as the wide receiver one in big, splashy plays against UNLV. Um, but right now I would say if we're in the QB3 conversation, J.J. McCarthy would be my bet. Me too. I, I don't know I don't know if he's been overlooked, but a little bit because like a lot of these other quarterbacks are having these like insanely flashy games on like big-time college football, and like J.J. just hasn't played anyone yet. But like he's been so, so efficient. Um, and... The thing with him is, we said over the summer, he has all the physical yeah. tools. We just want to see him kind of take that leap, be more efficient, be uh, show that he can take some speed off that fastball. Yeah. And I think he's done that. And I feel like just his, his movement ability, like not the athleticism, but just his his movement, maneuvering the pocket and stuff, has yes. taken another leap. And I didn't think he was poor at that to start either. And that's really impressive. Yeah, I think like JJ's played like two weeks but is played his way into the first round already um and yeah and roman wilson what a what a massive leap for him five touchdowns for the, the first two games um just looking very complete very complete we knew he had the athleticism and he was always kind of like this you know big play and gadgety type of dude but the route running looks really improved and that's um you know very much the type of guy that can end up as a day two type of pick um another quarterback who i i think is the talk of the town is quinn ewers yeah. who He's at his best against Alabama. Yep. Stayed healthy in this one. 349, three scores. Um, I mean, the arm talent was on on display. The receivers outside of, I think, eight, I think A.D. Mitchell played a really nice game, especially late, who had 78 yards and two touchdowns. I put him for shooting up the board as well just because that athleticism and that size. Yeah, I was going um, to do Bama against Texas for the prospect matchup. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but lots of drops viewers had to deal with, too. Yeah. And, like... He overcame it, and he was hitting really tight windows. And when he's on, he's he's very. I, I feel like he's very hot and cold. But man, yeah. he was hot against Alabama, and like he was cold against Rice. And so he's. I think it'll be a roller coaster seeing what happens with him. But with the arm talent and what he does in these big games, I'm not shocked if he ends up a first round pick. I, I don't think either of us were close to that over the summer, but. No. Christian Hackenberg went in the second round once. And I'm not not saying he's like that, but I, I yeah. think, like anything can happen. There's so much season left. Absolutely. And that, that first, uh, or the, I, I think it was the first session to Worthy, that throw was ridiculous. He just like, that ball felt like it hung up in the air for like 10 minutes. And it just, Worthy obviously world-class speed and was able to uh, actually catch a ball. Did a great job, great job tracking that football. And I feel like that was the difference where like, Last year, you know, he had these deep throws and Worthy dropped a couple, but it felt like he just wasn't, you know, quite timing it and quite uh, putting the air underneath it that he should be. And that first throw was like, ooh, ooh that's like, wow. And I felt like that touch, the touch came back in this game. I think that's what, um, 
like you said, he's very inconsistent, but the, the touch was consistent, and I think that's if he keeps if he keeps keeping that up, good good phrasing. Um, he's yeah, he's he's definitely on the on the potential to be a first round pick. Um, like you said, wasn't perfect, had drops, but what a what a what a college football performance, and still a great draft performance too. I also put one more quarterback who I don't – his game was not nearly as good as these other guys, but I thought Cameron Ward showed a lot against Wisconsin, yeah. <laughs> who still has a feisty defense. Like, I think he's he's showing maturity this year where it's not just, like, trying to gun everything with his big mm-hmm. arm um, and just constantly trying to make plays, but, like, taking what is there and, he, again, not – like, 212, two scores, 43 on the ground. Um, but – big win for wazoo too and i i'm still very interested in him i think he still has a year of eligibility left yeah so a guy who will always have a lot of fans on draft twitter yeah for sure and maybe he's you know better served going back for another year but like you said just feels like he's taken another step um from last year's first year wazoo to now yeah no that's a hell of a win that's really impressive um yeah, we had all i had a bunch of quarterbacks too i feel like they were the headliners this week a couple other guys to talk about i you know, I'm a fan of his, but I thought Audrey Castemi, the Notre Dame back, had another yeah. really, really great performance in the in the big old weather delay game. Uh, he's built for that game. He's built for that, baby. 134 yards and 14 carries, two touchdowns. I, I don't – we talked about this in the summer. I don't understand how he's so under underrated. Like, a Notre Dame back – Usually, like, like – oh, I love, we loved Kyron Williams. Still do. Tore apart the Seahawks. But, like, you see, you know, these Notre Dame backs are so overrated, and he isn't, and he's probably the – best draft prospect of them all in recent memory right he, he is so mean and physical yeah we also gravitate gravitate towards that side yeah. but like i don't know he's doing a lot of that Notre Dame offense is pretty fun i know like a lot of people had nc state upsetting them which kind of shocked me um maybe it was because of the weather but uh like behind that Notre Dame offensive line with a real quarterback and Sam Harbin, that's a fun yeah, game. yeah. It felt a little different, you know. Like there was that moment. I think I messaged to you. It was like, if we got to keep watching this game, at least they're going to blow it because it felt like NC State was coming back into it. And I, I felt like that's a game that Notre Dame tends to choke up a lot of times, but it felt different because they just turned it back on. Um, and I think that's what you get when you have a you know a grizzled old vet quarterback in Sam Hartman. Uh, yeah, two weeks from now. We got them against the Buckeyes. That's 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 the test, baby. Um, same game. I had to go with my boy Davin Van. Yeah, two sacks. That that at, at the start of the game, then see before the delay, then see State D line. Maybe the delay was fake to save Notre Dame. Ooh. Big college football intervene. Um, but the NC State D line looked really good early, and we're getting after Sam Hartman. And Van is just such an explosive like ball of physicality and aggression yeah. and he's not like the, the same level as Kalaja Kansi but speaking of ACC defensive linemen who are kind of undersized and versatile I think like there is a path to him being a huge riser this yeah week. no he looked damn good I had him here too was was in on that first uh strip sack of Hartman um yeah that was really good and you know what just I thought I thought Peyton Wilson played a good game like just thought I he was just kind of to say about him later I just thought he was tenacious. I don't know. I just wanted to throw him in when we get to uh, the fan. I think you might be mi- missing some of the overhype, so I'm going to talk about him in a bit. That's fair. Uh, w- one last guy here. Uh, I thought Kalen Bullock looked really damn good for the for the Trojans. Uh, had that sick PBU where it should have been a pick, but it was a damn good play at another PBU. Uh, just a really, really solid performance against a really bad Stanford team. Mm-hmm. I'll throw one more DB out. DeAndre Prince at Ole Miss, the corner. Who uh, against Tulane had a pick, broke up two passes. He looked really good in coverage. Uh, 
Michael Pratt wins that game. I know, I know. We're robbed. That's it was a good game, but we were robbed of a great game. Yeah, that was supposed to be the game of the day for us non-Alabama-Texas obsessives. <laughs> um, sliding down the board, I didn't have a huge list this week, but I think I think kind of starting with Braylon Allen, who I know he wasn't getting a whole... Ooh, okay, yeah, that's a, he was my number two. Good. Whole, not a whole lot of touches, right? Which is kind of, you know... Which is weird. Ches was the star and fumbled. I mean, we could throw him here, too. Um, but, but only getting, what, 32 yards on 13 touches. Six of those catches. Six were catches. Yeah, six catches, and, 12 yards. Like, ooh. And it was like... Mordecai, who did not look very good, no. would dump it off to him, and Braylon Allen couldn't break a ta- like a one on one. He couldn't make a guy miss, couldn't break a tackle. He was going down on first contact a yes. lot. I thought, yes, which yeah. was like because I mean the touches thing, like yeah, it's, it sucks, but like you can't necessarily blame him. But at the same time, he was not being efficient no. with his touches. Not to say Phil Longo was right and <laughs> only running it seven times, but hey, he wasn't um, though. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was the the running back in this class who. Uh, of the, the kind of the top five I had the most questions with. And so far, I think Added he has more. not helped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I look catching the ball, at least, I guess. He is. He is. But I think, like, you know, that's kind of something we figured he'd struggle with is, uh, to me, he needs that runway to kind of generate anything. And that's, you know, yeah. kind of typical to a bigger back. And when you're getting dumped off, you're not producing. Um, and to me, that, like... That I don't know. In today's day and age, it's hard for me to draft. A, I mean, I'm not a GM, but hard to draft a guy yeah. top 100 that isn't productive in the passing game like that. Like, you know, hey, the, the Wazoo defense played their asses off. They were great, but still. I draft them all. I dra- yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought he was kind of like the headline, the biggest name. Yeah. Well, that's because you didn't watch Ohio State play Youngson State. <laughs> I didn't. I watched a little bit when the when there was all the delay. Delay again again was going on, but yeah. Um. <laughs> The the pass rush duo of JT Tuimoloa, I'm still not sure if that's right. Tuimoloa, yeah. Thank you. And Jack Sawyer, like, just doing nothing against really? Sam State. Yeah, that's not good. It was like, I know, like, the, the thing coming out of it was, why didn't Ohio State score more points? Well, that's because their quarterback isn't that good. Um, but, hey, he was named the starter today for the rest of the season. Um, Congrats. But, you called yeah, it. thanks. Those two I just didn't think were, like, like, the Ohio State defense, not that they gave up, like, any points, but... We're not creating like negative plays against Youngstown State, and it's just like you had these guys were both five stars. Yeah, JT's supposed to be a first round pick. Jack Sawyer's supposed to be top one hundred pick, and I just thought, like, man, thank God we have Tommy Eichenberg. That was my take. <laughs> like, and D- Denzel Burke played pretty well too. Um, yeah, Burke had a good game. Young- yeah. yeah, but it's against Youngstown State, so it's like these two should be dominating. Yeah. The, no, Bo- that... the Bosa's and Chase Young would have had three sacks each. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Not a good take. I mean, tough. Um, disappointing. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I was a little disappointed in a guy that I kind of liked when we did our SEC show in the summer, AKA last week. Um, uh, the center, Seth McLaughlin. I thought he just, uh, oh, yeah. didn't look, didn't look good. Had two illegal snaps, which is just not good. And I was going to, yeah, I was going to talk a little bit more about that Texas IDL, but uh, group, but yeah, just I thought there was a lot, a lot of pressure coming from uh, every direction except for JC Latham's. I think I think Latham had a pretty solid <laughs> yeah. game. I, I at one point I was just like, um, it must have been like partway through the first quarter, and it felt like Jalen Miller was under pressure every play. Yeah. But it was like it was coming from Byron Murphy. Yeah. It was coming from uh, Tavondre Sweat. It was yeah. From the big boys, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch JC Latham for a while. And, and man, he was just like he was good. Gonna, I, yeah, like, I don't have him shooting up the board or anything, but, like, man, it was, like, 
He is the guy. Because Proctor, the freshman Proctor. left tackle, is getting beat hard, bad. too. Bad, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I, so I kind of just wanted to headline it with McLaughlin because, uh, yeah. Yeah, just, I thought I'll, he struggled, yeah. I'll stick with that game and go other side where Alabama could not get any pressure on Quinn Ewers. And I put Dallas Turner yeah. on, who had that big play against the run, yeah. uh, where he shifted over late, took on, um, uh, what's his name, Sanders? Jimmy Sanders. Sanders, and, and blew up the play. But other than that, like he was a pretty big non-factor, I thought, and just like, not Agreed. a whole lot of pass rush coming. I thought the Texas offensive line played a really good game, and uh, it's a kind of a bad yeah. sign for Turner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have one of the Texas offensive linemen for somewhere else, because, yeah, they did play well. Uh, that's kind of it for me. I didn't have too many oh, shitty ones. Go I'll on. I'll give you two more. Yeah. Jackson Dart's going to put up a lot of numbers this year and <laughs> yeah. he drafted higher than he should, either this year or next. I just don't see it with him. No, uh, me neither. Like, Fun college quarterback, though. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's a classic Lane Kiffin quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I'll also put McKinley Jackson, who, the mm-hmm. Miami, like I mentioned, Miami's offensive line kept Van Dyke clean and. Texas A&M's got all these big recruits up front. McKinley Jackson, the guy I'm hammering the table for. I yeah. Love. But, yeah, not a whole lot coming on passing downs, which is, like, the key to him getting drafted in the first round, right? And, and yeah, I mean, Miami didn't run the ball all too well. Like, they, like I think average like, 3.2 no. a carry. So, I mean, that's, that's more McKinley's work. But, yeah, you, like, in this game when, you know, defense gave up almost 50 points, you, you got you to gotta step up if you want to be a first-round type of player, you know what I mean? You expect yeah. it at least. Out of nowhere, prospect. Who'd you go with? I'm going with a transfer. I'm going to back to the to the buffs, baby. You can't get enough buffs. I'm an Xavier yeah, Weaver. Same, same guy. Same yeah, guy. <laughs> another USF wide receiver there. What the hell? Like Dion saw something special with the freaking eleven and one, or sorry, one and eleven. So Florida Bulls. Hey, look, they're recruiting well, baby. Because yeah, Weaver and obviously Horn both damn good. And this was the Weaver game. Ten catches, 170 yards, a touchdown. Uh, the amount of talent that they have at the skill positions that, you know, like you said, came from the, the 1-11 <laughs> balls is, is shocking. It's it's deep and it's talented. Like, you get the ball in Weaver's hands, he looked really good. Yeah, uh, his yak plays were impressive. That's what, that was my big takeaway, yeah. And just really, like, you know, it wasn't Hunter putting up – Hunter had a good game, but like, it wasn't massive numbers. It was just – it was Weaver. And, uh, yeah, it felt like too early, like, they couldn't get the, the horizontal passing game going and Nebraska was kind of ready for it. And it felt like Weaver kind of just started to open it up for the for Sanders and company, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, prospect who made me look stupid as a guy who I didn't put on our Pac-12 summer watch list, and I, I wish I did because I love him. It's Washington State safety Jaden Hicks, mm-hmm. who's just blowing people up over the middle against Wisconsin. <laughs> Big physical, striking safety, potential top 10 safety in this class, and it just over my head during the summer that and i feel so stupid and aj i'm i'm so sorry yeah it's that's me too but it's i'm i'm in the same boat uh caused fights in our in our mentions about his, his hit too which you gotta respect that love that guy oh, yeah. um someone we did have watched in the summer that we both were like where we don't see this at all like the college hype is crazy don't see a draftable like type of back uh kansas is devin neal Looked pretty good, I thought, Friday night. Oh, okay. That was more you than me. I loved his one cut ability. I say he's Elijah Mitchell esque. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> that might be a lie. <laughs> but yeah, no, was, was, the cuts were amazing, I thought. Yeah. Some nasty cuts, breaking long runs, which I thought he didn't have juice, really. Uh, 10 carries, a buck 20, a touchdown. Looked really good for Kansas. Um, so maybe the hype was a little bit more real than I think we gave it credit for. It looked good. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, prospect versus prospect matchup. 
Jack Nelson, the I went way off the. Beat I respect that. it. Jack Nelson, the Wisconsin left tackle against Ron Stone, the Washington Love State that. pass rusher. Yeah. Who, it was a good battle. Um, Jack Nelson, the bigger prospect than Stone. I thought Stone was getting the best of him. His hands looked really good. He had the strip sack that led to a Brendan Jackson touchdown for Wazoo. Um, but that was a fun one to watch. Uh, I, I could have put Jack Nelson for sliding down the board as well or Ron Stone for going up. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I clearly had to go. I think the headline is that Bama secondary versus the Texas pass catching group. Uh, start with a, a, a Donai Mitchell because I thought he was really, really good. Like you said, did the most with only three catches, but for seventy eight and two touchdowns. The the one was just that nasty, nasty stutter go at that size, moving like that is super impressive. But the first touchdown too, were just like uh, just a really nice release, uh, beat Kool Aid, just a nice slant, just like that. That's bread and butter stuff. That's that's you know plays that you win within the NFL when you're a big body receiver that can move like that. that that's you know, that translates easy, especially when you're beating potential quarterback one. And then had that, I think it was first catch of the night, we're just big dogged over Kool-Aid. It was just a great play. And and on Kool-Aid, I didn't think, like, he had a poor game per se. Yeah. But was obviously losing a couple reps to, to Mitchell. I thought it was just the rest of the Bama secondary that just uh, kind of did not show up. And that kind of, like, you know, I mean, the safeties had a hell of a time with Jatavian Sanders, 114 yards. Uh, you know, worthy is worthy. Like, Dropped a touchdown, but then had that awesome, you know, touchdown that we mentioned earlier that from he, from Ewers. It just felt like though they're getting the ball in his hands, making plays, kind of up and down. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was that was clearly the, the highlight of the Saturday. Totally agree. Um, I think my outplayed the box score is cheating, but I wanted to stay with that game. I just didn't know where else to put him, and I couldn't think of somebody better who outplayed a box score. Christian Jones, the right tackle for Texas. Mm-hmm. He, I thought, played really yeah. well. I mentioned Alabama couldn't get a lot of pressure. Is the guy I liked over the summer. Uh, he looked good in the run game, too. Big, physical guy. Jim Nagy posted a weird video of his butt before the game. and Just everything. Everything clicked. The Nagy butt bump. Yeah, you got to love that. I'm, I'll give you two, but st- I'll stick in that game because I thought the Texas interior defensive line, uh, Sweat and Byron Murphy especially. No, Sweat had a sack, but I thought they were just, uh, like you said earlier, just all over it. So many pressures. I thought they were great. Um, it really, like, honestly, I said this to you watching the game. It felt like Texas was Alabama, and Alabama was like that, like scrappy, you know, mid-tier SEC team kind of trying to come back with a with a speedy quarterback. Uh, because Texas had the big boys, and their big boys won, which is crazy. Uh, but also flipping to the to the best coast, baby. How about Brandon Brandon Dorless, who I thought was all over the Texas Tech offensive line. Uh, felt like he had a, a bunch of pressures. I think he only had one tackle somehow. Um, had the big pressure at the end, kind of to force that bad mistake from Shug. Um, poor, poor Shug. Um, but yeah, I thought Dorless had a great game for and just one that you could glance, glance over. Um, I mentioned Jim Nagy a second ago, and I'll mention him again here for Prospect 2's being overhyped. I thought there was a lot of Peyton Wilson hype, the NC State linebacker you mentioned. Yeah. Who I thought was taken advantage of in the passing game by Sam Hartman, the play action pass. Um, you mentioned Notre Dame's tight end earlier. Yeah. Uh, th- they were just kind of freezing Peyton Wilson, who looked good otherwise. Like the, he was in on a lot of tackles, the sideline to sideline speed, the effort, the size, everything mm-hmm. is there. But like, I thought he was in, uh, uh, like, Notre Dame ran the ball at will, and yeah. I think they took advantage of him in the passing game a lot. And I, 
I just like I I super definitely agree. He's a he's a prospect. He's a guy I do enjoy. I just thought there was like a weird amount of yeah. And this guy is amazing. Like no, that's fair. That's fair. It's not like I I thought he had like a scrappy good game. It dep- I think it depends how you look at Peyton Wilson. Yeah. Well, Jim Nagy's saying every NFL team wants this man. Because no. Yeah. That's chase down this play. Yeah. yeah I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. No, I saw that. Um. No, I thought he's just like I'm not a huge Peyton Wilson fan. I thought he's just like tenacious baby chasing down that play um okay no this is where i wanted to have the the sanders kuiper conversation because i didn't have a good one obviously mel kuiper comes out and said he's quarterback three it's going to be a high first round pick i'm not saying he's overhyped because i you know we talked about that but i don't know how like mel kuiper goes from not having him and it's i looked at his, his rankings he did top six each position i don't know why he chose such a weird number but he didn't have him as top six to after only two games putting him qb3 and like saying he's gonna be a high first round pick like to, just that's to me, Mel that's Piper, baby. that's Mel content. Piper. Well, it's ridiculous, you know though. Yeah. yeah, you know, you want to know how you get clicks? You mentioned Colorado. You mentioned Dion. You mentioned yeah. Shador. I do think like Shador Sanders. That is a classic Mel Kiper, and I do think Shador Sanders is certainly in that QB three conversation. Absolutely, top, top five for sure. But like you're right in that. I don't think Mel Kiper didn't like was like. I don't think he watched him at Jackson. No, like, no, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, exactly. It's. So it's being overhyped by Mel Kiper in the context of he, you you definitely were one of those people who thought it was just Deion Sun and not a real quarterback, yeah. quarterback which is yeah. bullshit. Yeah, that's I just anyway. wanted to bring that. I know that, I knew it would get you fired up. That's why I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like there's been a lot of those people, not so much like people we respect and like, but a lot of those people coming out of the woodwork. Anyways. Yeah. Transfer who popped on the scene. I got to go to my boy, FIU Zone, yeah. Waldo Fairweather, who's yeah. playing tight end for Auburn. Just three for 39 a score against Cal, but two of those catches came late, including the touchdown on a fade. He's a big athletic tight well, yeah. end. Auburn sucks, and I wish Cal won, but I'm glad Fairweather won the game. I, I like I like Auburn playing late games, though. I think that should be a new thing yeah. for them. Makes it fits more them. watchable. Yeah, I think it was their first 10-30 game since, like, I don't know, the 80s or something. I forget what it was. Hugh Freeze is known to be doing weird things at night. <laughs> that could be yeah. sex work or, or anything prospects. Could be weird. anything. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my guys. Uh, speaking of late, late, late starts, West Coast, maybe. I thought Marshawn Lloyd. I know he only had nine carries, but 77 yards of touchdown. Looked really good. Just looked really good. Yeah, that's what I want to see out of him. Running with juice, running hard, physical. I, I just... That's what I think Marshawn Lloyd is, and he looked like that. I love to see that. And I gotta go. I gotta. Hey, I watched that that Louisville game Thursday, so I had to mention someone from there. Did you actually? Yeah, I did. Second screen, baby. Um, <laughs> hey, the Thursday nighter wasn't that good. Um, I gotta show uh, Jamari Thrash. I like Jamari Thrash a lot. Watch Louisville the first two weeks. I don't know why. Probably won't watch them again. I mean, I love the Brahms. But anyways, uh, another good game. Eighty-two yards uh, and a touchdown. Uh, and, a, and a rushing touchdown, too. Just kind of a little end round on the first drive. Got it in. But then it's just like 73-yard touchdown, slant, caught it clean, ran through two defenders, and just exploded. He's fast. Um, they're just playing the Murray State Racers. But they weren't winning any races against him, baby. Uh, I like Thrash. I like Thrash, and they give him the ball a lot. It's fun. Um, I got one more on defense. Uh, Miami corner, more nickel than corner. Jaden Davis, who's an Oklahoma transfer. He was just blowing shit up against Texas A&M. Uh, he had two TFLs. Every time they tried to make a play in space, he was break, uh, making, a, making a tackle. Uh, he looked good covering Anais Smith as well. 
Um, gotta watch fifth year senior I think who like didn't play that much at Oklahoma but was like it's cool yeah the third best player on Miami's defense and Miami's defense has dudes yeah it does yeah uh, small school guy who caught your eye um, as is tradition from last week I'm going to the team that played Michigan UNLV's Jacob DeJesus who is an undersized receiver 5'7 175 but pretty good got some clicks five catches 46 yards had a really nice punt return uh, had 158 kick return yards week one. That was best in the nation. Um, had a couple drops, but uh, it was kind of a big one, but um, tough one. But, yeah, no, kind of interesting guy that, that maybe, you know, gets, I mean, the small bowl games are kind of dying out, sadly. But looks like he had that type of potential, just a, you know, quick slot dude. Um, interesting. Fun. Uh, I'll go with a more on-the-nose answer, and it's Darius Hodges, the two-lane pass rusher, who was just getting after Jackson Dart. Ole Miss's offensive line did not look very good. No. Um, and I just love Darius Hodges because he's so short and stocky for a pass rusher. I <laughs> he love is. short and stocky pass rusher. He is great. I mean, a quick shout-out to Jaquan Jackson. I love Jaquan Jackson. Just like that. That's uh, He had some maybe. drops. And, I know. Uh, but, still uh, but, fun. Like, he's so explosive. I know. Love that explosiveness. Okay. going to be like a star at the East West Ramble one day. There you go. All right. Until next week where we're... Uh, we're talking about should we read through the schedule again? <laughs> it's good content, right? Yeah. Hey, we hey, got we got th- 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 three. Yeah, go ahead, oh, please. Oh, oh, week three sucks, but week four is gonna be great. So 